Welcome back to It's All About Perspective, a brand new week, a brand new perspective. Hello, Robert. Hi, Abby. How are you? It is um, November. We're enjoying cooler weather. Lots of things going on in our country and in our state and in our city. What's happening with you? Yeah, just there is a lot going on. It's no school in November, but Mm -hmm. we're getting through that. So it's choppy. Uh, But, you know, we have a full week this week and then next week we have two days and then we come back for three before winter break or four. I don't even know anymore. I'm day to day. But anyway, today's topic, I was thinking about this um, basically due to a person that got fired in Colorado and then kind of some stuff that I've been going through is what what is I don't know how I really say it, but what's the purpose? What's your purpose in in education? Not life. Everybody's got a different purpose in life, but mm-hmm. what's your purpose in education? Mine has always been, I feel, to kind of revolutionize or change education in some way to move the bus forward in Clark County or the nation. Um, but I've been thinking about this. This person in Colorado, kind of in the same place, jumping all over again, trying to set this up. She um, she was on like Good Morning America. She's been on Instagram. She does all kinds of things. She got fired. Uh, we don't really know why from what I know for allegedly pushing back against admin a little bit. Um, so I guess between that and my own personal thoughts lately, what's the point? I can build a school or we we are building a school. And I have to say Thompson's amazing. I'm a little biased, but... It's, it's just uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you can see the stuff that we do is amazing, mostly the staff. Um, but hypothetically, I could be like that teacher in Colorado and be assigned to home, fired, um, moved to a different school, and they would fly my job instantly. And then someone could come in basically and say, we're not doing any of this stuff. And then basically all that we have worked for could just evaporate. So again, I struggle lately a little bit with purpose. What's the purpose when in reality we can all be replaced tomorrow? Does that make sense? I I completely agree with you and I think that's why a lot of people, you know, read <laughs> read books and follow people, Mel Robbins and different different people to kind of, you know, find their purpose so to speak. Um, find their identity outside of either their job or maybe they're not even sure within their career what their identity is. So I think you run the gamut um, on both spectrums of people who are very sure of their purpose and who are very confident in their purpose. And then you are you have people who are not sure of their purpose, not sure, you know, you know a lot of uncertainties in their life. So for me, when I was um, a little girl, I played school teacher, which a lot of kids do. Um, I played school teacher. I asked for a chalkboard. I asked for, you know, um, all the school things to pretend that I was the teacher and I had the, you know, I had the little stuffed animal kids and a lot of kids play school. Um, as I grew up, you know, you kind of vacillate between, okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? It's interesting to me that, um, 
usually people that go into the medical, the medical fields or teaching profession, they're, they're, it's because they want to help people. That's just their personality. You know, you want to be a vet, you want to be a, you know, you want to help. That's just in your nature. And so when I, when I decided to go to college, I initially started going for nursing. My sister was a nurse and in the medical field. And I thought that would, that was something I wanted to do. And I started taking all those science classes and the thought, no, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to switch my major to elementary education, which is where my heart was, but you know, you're young and you're not quite sure anyways. So once I got into teaching, I knew what kind of a teacher I wanted to be, but of course your ideals and what actually happens and what actually you become are usually two different things. So when I did get in the classroom, my personality is all or nothing. So I don't have a, a slow ramp up and then, and then coast back down. It's, it's zero or 60. That's kind of just the way it is. So when I got in the classroom, when I first started teaching second grade, I loved it, but, um, I, I was just learning the ropes when I had the opportunity to teach kindergarten. Thank you very much for giving me that. I immediately on day one knew this is where I was supposed to be. Now, not everybody has that privilege and that opportunity, but I knew I loved it from day one. When I knew that this is what I wanted to do, I became a craftsman, a craft. Yes, I became a craftsman at that craft, teaching kindergarten. And my identity became wrapped up into teaching kindergarten. It became everything. I wanted to research everything. I wanted to do the utmost. That is my personality. That became my purpose. But there came a time when I decided that it's not sustainable. Like you cannot go at 60 you know, zero to 60 every day, 180 days or 184 days of the year. And you cannot, you know, there's a reason why Olympic athletes retire. You cannot do it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. And so, so I had the opportunity. So my, my, my purpose and my my purpose was to provide students an education with all the knowledge and all the tools that I had in the best way that I knew. And for me, that was to be purposeful, intentional, but provide it in a fun and engaging way to build relationships, to make those connections, to make, I have always said, and you know this, I have always said, if my students leave my classroom, leaving kindergarten and excited to go to first grade, I have done my job. That was my purpose. Now, where I'm at now, my purpose has changed. My purpose has changed. But when I left our former school, there are people there. Nobody knows who Ms. Peterson is anymore. I've been gone for since 2020. And I, I've run into former students before and they're happy to see you. But it, but I'm, I'm just a name. My, you know, I'm just a name. And I, I get that. Like, I understand that as educators, our our ripples never end. We never know where it where our influence has ended. You know, you taught a kid to read and they may now teach their children to read better and on and on and on. And it might, you know, at Smith, they might grow up and, you know, have amazing lives based upon what you have done. Our ripples are timeless. 
But what's the point? What's the purpose? I mean, if you were teaching at Smithsdale and I basically could get rid of you tomorrow, why should you want to bend over backwards to do all the things in your classroom, knowing that maybe you're not valued or maybe your purpose is um, unknown to someone? You know, why am I doing everything that I am doing at Thompson or the teachers are doing everything they can to build this incredible place when it may or may not be valued by the district, by the state, by other schools. You know, what's the purpose? What's the point? Again, my purpose has always been to kind of do something incredible that um, makes our ripples bigger in education. But, you know, like, again, I'm, I am expecting teachers and staff to do these amazing things when in reality, all of us could be replaced tomorrow and no one would blink an eye. Mm-hmm. It's true. There's a there's a comical saying, I should say, that in our district, they we joke and say that before your obituary is published, your job is is already been posted. And that's quite frankly, the truth. That's what happens before you, before, you know, your, your obituary has been published or you have signed a contract on your next job. Your job has already been posted, but there's two things that I want to say. One, we can, your question of why, why should we, why, why should we care? Well, well, let's talk about students. We could turn that and say students, why should students care? We want our students to care. We want our students, you know, they say, well, why do I have to learn this? Why? It's not going to matter. Well, you either have it intrinsically that you want to and you want to grow and you want to benefit from the experience of learning or the experience of teaching or you don't. And of course, the choice is the choice is yours as a student and as an educator. So I think it's up to each individual person. Each each individual person has to make the choice intrinsically, if they want to put forth the effort, if they want to do the best, even though they know that uh, they could be fired at a moment's notice, or they can say, I, I, I don't want to put the time in. I don't want to put the effort in. But I think in any job, Robert, uh, what, if, what if you were a passionate Twitter employee and you were so passionate <laughs> and you loved it and you gave your life to Twitter and then all of a sudden you got an email that said, bye-bye. <laughs> right. You know that's that's the thing, and maybe uh, maybe it's because I'm in my mid my mid forties, or you know maybe I because I'm thinking about retirement now. You know, sadly, I become one of those people who knows how many years they left have left, how many months they have left before I, I can get I out. I think that is one of the saddest things that I have come across in the last three years is when I run into teacher friends that I've taught with in our district. Or um, even even friends I know in other districts, they know exactly how many years till they have to retire. And, and then you sad. have people who have less than 15 years that say, I don't think I'm going to make it because I can't I, I'm, I, I would rather get out now and take cut my losses and go somewhere else. And well, I think and, that's the saddest thing. And so many of us in, you know, in our mid 40s, um, we're stuck. In a lot, in a large capacity, <clears throat> because we're so close to retirement in re, in the grand scheme of things, and mm-hmm. then having a pension the rest of our lives, however long that may be, 
you know, we, it's, it's just a different profession. We can't just quit and start a new one. You know, retirement is different for us, but I guess you just, I've been thinking lately, like, yeah, I get it. We're there for the families and the kids all the time, every day. And I agree with that. But what's the point? You know, what's the end goal? The end goal is to change the future, you know, to help the kids move along. But in elementary school, too, they go on to a middle school mm-hmm. that may not have the same purpose. So it's just a constant but that's a part of, But that's a part of life, though. That's True. a part of life. Life is not all going to be, uh, you know, a perfect primrose walkway. That's life. You could you could set up the most amazing um, plan for your children and a million things can happen before you, you know, you've had tragedies happen. Your sister, that yeah. was never in your parents' plan ever. True. That's never True. in any parent's plan, you know? And so you, that that's just a part of life. So you have to learn how to navigate all the obstacles and all the challenges, all the negatives and all the positives. So if our, okay, let's go back. Now you got me thinking a whole different thing. So when you look at purpose of educating kids, are we educating them correctly for life? I mean, do they need to know shades of meaning or do they need to know do they need to know how to get over the hump on a certain thing or overcome adversity? You know, I think we'll do a podcast in the future about politics, but why are we the world has changed so much. And mm-hmm. if you if you want to educate people on the ways of the world, okay, great, let's do it. But certain things don't need to be taught. I mean, how many things do we use that we were taught in high school? Very few. I guess like I keep thinking, like, what is the point? Are we trying to teach these kids how to comply and stay in line and turn your homework in? Or are we trying to teach them how to be successful in life? And then it comes back to what's my purpose. But then all of a sudden, let's just say you have a boss, someone out there listening has a boss that does not appreciate them and all they do. Well, then what's your purpose? Why are you still there? You know, why should you still be there? Why do you, why should you have the motivation I think to the continue majority, on that path? I think the majority of teachers that would, that are and educators that are listening to this is because they love kids. They love teaching. They love the art of teaching and they do feel like they are making a difference because I know speaking from experience as somebody who has had, you know, a five-year-old that just turned five come into their classroom and not know any letters and not know how to read and not know numbers and think that the, that the alphabet is singing A, B, C, D, E, F, G and leave being able to, um, do addition and being able to read a decodable book and being able to communicate and being excited about learning. I'm always, that is one of the things that is like the most exciting to me. And the thing that makes my heart smile the most is when I would get to February and March and start doing those assessments and start seeing those little light bulbs. And you just think, wow, look at how far they've come. So that was something that was intrinsic within me. And we've, we've talked about it before. It's, it's your mindset. It's your mindset. You can either focus in on the negative, which there's a lot. Yes. Or you can focus in on the positive, shut your classroom door and you do what's best for kids and find your purpose. It might be, it just might be my admin brain working, but you're, 
you know, like whenever I have a struggle with the district in some way, I always just try to come back to the school and focus on what's going on in the school and the classrooms. Because ultimately, I guess, you know, talking this out, this might be a therapy session for me. <laughs> but yeah. I'll send out, you, you know, yeah, it does come back to the kids somehow. And for me, the teachers or the staff, you know, our our ultimate purpose is to have a career and make, you know, make the world better mm-hmm. in some way. But it's just a struggle because when you look at and administratively, I think many of us are getting to the burnout stage of why am I bending over backwards for CCSD when I'm bending, you know, like, again, why am I bending? We're caught between the district and our school, I think, a lot. Um, and that's not to say the district's bad or good. I mean, people are instantly right now probably like, no, it's bad. You just don't want to say it. But, you know, like, I think, admin, you're constantly stuck between CCSD initiatives and what you feel is right for the school. And so what's my purpose? Is it to do what CCSD wants, even though I may not agree with it because you're technically supposed to or you're insubordinate? Or is it to do what I know is right for the school? You're caught between that, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that vice, so to speak, because if you're insubordinate, well, then CCSD says, you know, here's, you know, here's your notice, knock it off. Or, you know, again, it's just a constant, like, what's my point? Why am, why am I fighting this person to help that person? The ultimate goal, I, I guess the ultimate reason is it comes down to relationships. I have a better relationship with the people at the school mm-hmm. than I might with the district. But I think a lot of us are struggling with what's the point? What is the purpose of my job? Is my the purpose of my job to help the staff and the students? Yes, but I'm not sure that we entirely feel like we can do that. I I see the conundrum. I do. I see the conundrum. And I think this has been, you know, a revolving door. And anytime the pendulum swings, and I think that we've seen a big, big pendulum swing since 2020. There, you know, the the whole distance learning model and then a lot of of directives came down from that, and not just in our district, but in lots of districts. And so the pendulum is swinging, you know, now we see overall, over, uh, overall, the United States, our scores went down tremendously. We talked about that in a previous podcast as you know, so we have, so everybody's scrambling to try to fix it. And you've got opposing sides of you, this side over here thinks it needs to be done this way. And this side over here think, needs yeah. it to be this way. And so there's, there's this battle and in the middle we have kids. It's like a broken family. You know, you've got a mom and a dad and then they split and then the, you know, the mom's saying this and the dad's saying this and they want this and they want this and who's caught in the middle. The kids are caught in the middle. They don't have a say. They, you know, they just are are there. And are we doing what's best for the kids, or are we just too busy fighting each other? Yeah, are we I too mean, busy trying to win our own our own ego sure, wars? Sure. You know, let's put let's put kind of what I just said in the in the uh, in the situation of a teacher. Let's say, Abby, that you worked for me, and then all of a sudden I left, and you were still at Smith, and a principal came in and did not care the fact that you usually had. 80 plus percent of your kids reading by the end of kindergarten, you're going to do it this way. You're going to follow this. You're going to use this resource, this program. Okay. So you might be like, 
What's the point of me staying? Well, I, I'll tell you exactly what I would do is I would, I would go and I would approach them like you and I had many conversations oh. and I would approach the admin and I would say, Hey, you know, I would like to know, you know, well, <laughs> let's talk about this. Nobody really knows this, but at one time there was a phonics program that our whole entire school was supposed to follow. <laughs> okay. So yeah. there was yes. a, uh, there was a phonics program that our whole entire school was supposed to follow, but I had an amazing systematic explicit phonics program that I was doing my own and I was seeing amazing results and my dad approved it. Correct. Or yes. am I, am I telling a lie? No, you're no. not. Okay. And so all of a sudden I'm handed this curriculum and said, you need to use this in your classroom. And I went to you and the assistant principal and sat down with you guys and said, why, why should I use this curriculum when what I'm doing is working and it's much more engaging and you are seeing the results because when we go in data meetings, you see it. And, and you guys were like, well, because everybody has to be on the same page. And we don't, we don't want there to be, you know, a problem. And I said, okay. I said, I understand that, but this does not work for me. And I was told you can, you look at the book, see what you can use and then do what's best for kids. Okay. Had I had admin that said, no, you may not, if we're going to come in once a week and if you are not doing this phonics program to the T, we are going to write you up. That would have been my last year. But Robert, as we've talked before, <laughs> I am in the position that I could leave my job. But you there are. are lots of people who cannot because they're the main income income of their family. They have a um they have debt. They have, you know, student loans. They have all these things that they don't have options. So that's what keeps people from walking out the door. But I will tell you something that's coming down the pike that we're seeing a lot of is all of these online education um, jobs that are popping up and they're pulling people out of the classroom because so people are saying, yeah. I can leave and do what I and, and, and still be in the education field, but I'm not dealing with all of the red tape. And if you are, I mean, again, <laughs> if you're that teacher and that principal like again we are we are kind of caught in the middle here but the principal is like no you're gonna do x y and z instantaneously you're like what's the point of staying my insurance stinks this stinks that stinks blah 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 blah, blah. so again what's the purpose what's the point are we are we really trying to fix education like is our leaders is their purpose trying to make this better or are they out of, so out of touch that they don't know? I guess like I'm just struggling. Why 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 should a teacher or an admin put themselves in those kinds of positions to fight for what they believe is right when they know they're going to get their hands slapped or they know they're going to have this or that happen? Again, what's the point of fighting those battles? You can say, well, the point is you're trying to do what's right for kids. Okay, that's fine. But at some point in time, you have to look out for number one. Mm -hmm. So 
again, Abby, I put if you were put in that position, even though all of your kids are usually reading, what's you're going to think, what's the point of me staying? I, I agree. And the more that we talk about it, the more I realize that uh, what are we trying to do with education and and teachers? Are we just trying to make everybody comply and just be robots and just pull out the teacher manual and just read from it and and do exactly what they want, you know, what they want you to do, what page exact I I mean because where is where it, it that's what it sounds like to me. Like we just want a bunch of robots to go in there and just teach what what is dictated to be taught and and, and do it with a smile on your face and don't ask questions and work your million hours that you work, do all the paperwork and um, and be happy that we're providing you a job. Let's take let's take a positive approach to this and say CCSD's purpose of giving everybody all of these programs is to lay the foundation for all kids and all teachers so that everybody has a resource or a program that they can use. Our purpose is to provide you materials to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. Let's just take that for a moment. Okay. If that's true, then why would they then not want you to use it as a resource, not a program to do what's right for kids? Does that make sense? Why? Again, what's the, it all comes down to like, well, I guess it's what, you know, it all comes down to your perspective, but <laughs> what's the purpose of everything? When you look at like it's election season, I know we're going into politics later, but what's the purpose of electing a new governor if they're not going to help us move this bus down the road? I guess it comes back to that for me is why are we doing this? What are we here for? I'm not here to be number one or number two. Sorry. I'm not here to be the first loser. I'm here to help these people and for us to have the best school in Nevada or the country. I don't understand why. Our purpose is not to do that. But I'm struggling because I don't see that same kind of passion or purpose from other people. Well, I think that's because there's so many, you know, there there's so many constraints. And as we've been talking, I've been thinking about the podcast we did on splitting up the district. And, you know, if there were if there were options where people, you know, where they were doing more revolutionary things or where they were, you know, gave options and um, I, I think that might that might change things, but we don't have that. One thing that I would like to say, I think that um, I would love to see, and I think that our district is starting to do this, and that is um, let's not teach to a curriculum. Let's provide professional development that is strategies. Like, let's just provide strategies. I think we have letters training in our district that was just started. It is not a program. It's just to instruct on how to provide instruction. Correct. Yes. And I think that that's what we need so that if you are teaching first grade, you can walk right in and you have your teacher tool bag full of, 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 of things to be able to teach. If you go into a third grade classroom, you have the strategies to teach. But when teachers are not 
taught those strategies and when they're not given the opportunity, the best thing that could have ever happened to me, Robert, was that I was in a school where I could use my teacher intuition and I could see what was working and what was not working. That was the best thing that, that ever happened to me. Yeah. It will be fascinating next year. Allegedly there is an ELA program that's going to be purchased by the district and the state. So we just did letters. Okay, here's some strategies, but now here's a program. Mm-hmm. Are they going to give any leeway to teachers or are they going to expect, by they, I mean Clark County, every principal is different. As a principal, let's just let's just go with that. As a principal, should I expect you to take this program, whatever it may be, nobody knows what it's going to be, and follow it with fidelity? Or do we build upon the strategy idea and say, here's a resource. What's their purpose? What's their point? I, I just, I keep wrestling with that. I think like everything that comes up now, I think, what's the purpose? What, you know, like we talked about purposeful teaching mm-hmm. or at Thompson, it's all about what's the purpose behind your lesson. Mm-hmm. So what's the purpose behind CCSD purchasing all these programs? What's the purpose behind strategies? What's their purpose behind panic systems? Is it is it moving the needle forward? Well, let me ask you a question. Who is the person to ask these questions to? Because it seems to me that when you ask the question to, to certain people, they say, well, I'm not the person to ask. Ask so-and-so. So where does the buck stop? I would like to know. I would like to know who is the person that's responsible? Who? Where does the buck stop? Who are we supposed to ask that can explain that? I think the problem is, is nobody really knows. You would like to think Superintendent Jara, and he would like to. He would say that he will defend his people. I will give him credit for that. Um, I think though. I can't tell you where the buck stops. It's going to depend on the school associate superintendent, the principal. There's too many areas that it could potentially stop. It it almost seems to me like an infinity circle. Like it just goes round and round and round and round. And it's, and, and there is, you know, it, it just gets passed. The buck gets passed. The buck never stops. It just gets passed to the next person. And then it goes back around and then you, it's just never ending. Yeah, but the scary part from my perspective is that, if it stops in a bad spot for me, I'm going to say, what's my purpose? Why am I doing this? Because again, if I don't agree where it stops, they try to put constraints on me about this or that at Thompson. Well, then I'm going to have to instantly think, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess that's that's where we're at in, in, in life. Going back to originally what we kind of talked about, we all have our, we all have our, you know, what we thought it was going to be. And then what it actually is. Yeah. And so, you know, you go into the career with, you know, I, I, I supervise student teachers. So they're excited. They're, they're starting off and they're so pumped and ready to just have their own classroom. And you live in this little Pollyanna world that you're just going to be. And that's great. I'm happy for that. That's, that's one of the great things about, you know, we youth. were them. Yes. We were them. At one time. And so it's exciting. But, um, you know, life doesn't always 
doesn't always go the way that we expected. It doesn't always have that primrose pathway, like I said. And so I think each individual person has to know when their bucket is full and when you, what they're going to do. Is it going to be somebody who's just counting, you know, who, who literally has a countdown clock and is just counting the days and the seconds and the, you know, is it going to be someone like that? Or is it going to be somebody who's like, nope, I'm out. My, my peace of mind is more, is more, I, I need that more than I need the extra three years or five years or whatever. I think that ultimately comes down to each person and knowing your purpose, how valuable your purpose is, because Robert, can you leave the district and can you go, um, can you, can you do something else? Can your purpose and your vision be somewhere else? And some, and, and here's, here's for some people, some people can say, well, yeah, I'm my value. I I can be valued so much more over here, but the money or my, my retirement plan is more important to me than, than my value. So you're willing to sacrifice your but purpose. Then, but then it just becomes, you're just in it for the paycheck. And I, yes. don't want, I don't want that. Yes. And so ultimately that's what it comes down to. Ultimately that's what it comes down to is you're giving up one or the other. I don't feel like you can have both in the situation, in, in the climate that we're in right now. I don't think you can have both. I think at certain times you can have both, but I don't think it's going to be like that 100% of the time. You may be right. I don't know. I'm just searching for it right now. Again, I'm not, I don't, any listeners, I'm not unhappy with Thompson in any way, shape or form. I don't it's plan just on philosophical. Leaving. It's philosophical. We're just having discussions. Yeah. Just I think talking perspectives on the climate and the culture that is very prevalent. Um, for anybody who was interested in learning more about this teacher from Colorado, her name is the Miss R Project 2.0. Her name is Maddie Richardson. Richardson. She's from Colorado. Um, she called herself the modern day frizz. And um, she, like Robert said, she was on Good Morning America. She was on, basically, she is a, appears to be, and here's where, here's why I say appears to be, Robert, because social media is very deceiving. I was just going to say. It's very like deceiving. It. And so what we see on social media is one little tiny clip. And we know that it can be can it can be um, made up. It could be, uh, I, I mean, who knows? And so she she appears to be an amazing teacher. She appears to have connections and relationships with her kids. And then something happened, and she got online, and she cried, and she said she got fired that day. And again, do we really know? Do we, we really know? We don't. And, and sometimes people can say, well, I got fired because I was doing what was best for kids. And then we find out later that maybe, you know, who knows? And so. Right. And you're so, from the, from the admin side, technically they shouldn't say anything. If she wants to put it out there, that's on her, but the admin is never going to give their side on this stuff. So, you know, just looking at it from that point of view, uh, we probably never will, you know, was she, you know, was she, I don't know making money off the school. Who knows? I don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. But, you know, again, she now has to wrestle with what's my purpose? Is my purpose to educate kids? Or is my purpose to push back on things I don't agree with? Or um, is my purpose to move on and just be like Abby and be an independent contractor and <laughs> help people as I can? I don't, 
I don't know. And like uh, just, I said, I, I also, uh, you know, I want to preface, I, I want to remind people that I, I understand, you know, the, the situation and people will call it privilege of my situation because I, I was able to do that. I was able to, to walk away. And, um, but what people don't know is that all the years that I was in the classroom, I was building up yeah, what you, I created. So I was, I didn't just fall credit. into this. No, you know, I have always sought professional development opportunities. I've always, um, went and done above, you know, I, not to toot my own horn, but above and beyond, I've tried to educate. I mean, here I am. I, I, I'm not in the classroom, but I'm taking classes next month because I want to better myself. Even though I'm not in the classroom, I want to have a better understanding. I want to, you know, grow my educational philosophy and grow in the learning and keep up but to your, date. Your purpose was bigger than just the classroom. That's why yes. I got out of the classroom. I wanted to have yes. a bigger purpose. I eventually want to have a bigger purpose. Someday I'd love to have a book published and be like Dr. Johnson and fly all over and Absolutely. come in and hype people up. And but I feel like if that's what you want, you will make it happen because that's what I wanted well, you, is you I wanted to step outside. Credit. I wanted to step outside. And one of our, our colleagues that we worked with, she told me, she said, Abby, she said, you are an amazing kindergarten teacher. You know, I see it when your kids come to me, you know, they're very competent in the skills that you, you know, have taught them. And we love having your students, she says, but you're only making an impact on those 25 students for that year. She said, but by you leaving, you're going to be able to impact a lot of students because you're, you're connecting with a lot of teachers in a lot of different classrooms. And so my why, as you like to call it, and my purpose was bigger. And I stepped out on that faith, if you want to say, because I didn't know how it was going to go. And when I initially left, uh, hello, it was a pandemic (laughs) and there was no in-person professional development. And so, but I think if you really, if you really do want to make a difference and you really do have a passion, you will find it and you will make it happen. You will. I think too, like, and reflecting the last 38 minutes, you know, like I, I know, you know, like I know many of us at Thompson, our purpose is to our goal. Our purpose is to be the model of what a public school can and should be. Mm-hmm. That is our goal. That is our purpose. And as long as I am there or we are there, that will be the outcome that we strive for. But I just want everybody to not kind of lose, lose their North Star, so to speak, on what your purpose is even when times are hard because there's going to be hard times or pushback or things you don't agree with. And those are the times when you really start to question it, but um, try to come back to, you know, what's my, why, what's the point? Why am I here? And just, uh, just try to recharge with that. And focus on the things that you can change. We've talked about that many times. Uh, It's, it's a proven fact that we cannot change what we can't control. That's not in our control. And so I'm going to focus on what I can control. And a lot of that time, a lot of that is my attitude. A lot of that is my attitude and my perspective, but just remember no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're at, no matter good or bad. It's all about perspective. Have a great day and see you next time. 